Shabbos daf mem dalet, the Mishnah tells us that both the Tanakhama and Rebuda hold of the concept called muksa machmas mius. Something that's disgusting, for instance, a lamp that has oil residue and ash residue, it's disgusting. And therefore, people don't touch it, and you're not allowed to move it on Shabbos. If it's brand new in the box, it's not disgusting, so you're allowed to move it on Shabbos. Rav Shimon doesn't subscribe to the concept called Muqsa Machmas Mios, and therefore, he allows you to move this lamp on Shabbos. However, if this lamp has an existing flame right now, then he says that it's usher to move. Rashi explains the Havamin of the Gemara later on, because I'm concerned that you might come to extinguish the flame. The Maskan of the Gemara later on is that it becomes a basis ladavar asr. It supports a flame. The flame is mukta, so the bottom part, the lamp, is also mukta. Remeir doesn't either hold of mukta machmas mios, but he holds of the concept called mukta machmas isr. Since a flame is asr, therefore, migu diskatsoi ben ashmashois, it's katsoi lekuliyom. We have the concept that since it becomes mukta during ben ashmashois, it's lit, so even if it extinguishes later on, that isr remains throughout the whole Shabbos, since it was muktzah for that moment of Benash Moshes. What about a very large vessel, a cup, a container that contains a lot of oil that could last for the entire Shabbos? According to Ula, even if there's no flame on it right now, it's muktzah according to Rabbi Yehuda, because the concept, it's katsoy the kulayim, but according to Rabbi Shimon, it's not muktzah. The issue is, the wording doesn't fit so well. It says, Avel. A small candle is also Aval, even a big one, is, it should say, small, large, there's no difference according to Rabbi Yehuda. Why does it say Aval? Marzitra prefers to say that it goes according to Rabbi Shimon. A small candle is not Mokta. Aval, but a larger candle that contains oil for the entire Shabbos, is Mokta. Typically, Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold of the concept, but in this case, since there's enough oil to last the entire Shabbos, in his mind, he forgot about it. He doesn't want to use it. He thinks that it's going to last the whole Shabbos. So he set it aside. So even Rabbi Shimon agrees in this case, it remains Muktzah, even if there's no flame right now, according to Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Lazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon Baichai, holds like his father, Rabbi Shimon, in two things. That there's no Muktzah Machmas Mios, and there's no Muktzah Machmas Isser, but he argues on, on his father in one thing. His father holds that while the candle is lit, you cannot benefit from the oil. He holds you could benefit from the oil if it drips out, and it's not in a way that will cause the flame to diminish. If it doesn't cause any kibui, then he says you're allowed to use the oil. There it says that if you have a metal candelabra, which doesn't absorb oil and ashes, so it's not mose, it's not disgusting. According to everybody, if you lit it Ben Ashmoshes, Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda both agree, but if it's not lit during Ben Ashmoshes, then according to them, it's mutter to be metalta. The Gemara talks about a bed. Similar to a table, one wants to put money on a bed. So the Gemara says as follows, if a person designates this bed and says specifically, I want this bed to put money on it, all on his head, but in addition to having it in his head, he had condition number two, that he actually put the money physically on the bed. Even though he removed it before Shabbos, the bed remains mukta. It's a bed that's meant for money. Money is mukta machmas gufai. And Taisus points out, it's even usher to move. Typically, the hammer, you can move if you need it to sit down on its spot, or you need to use the hammer to open up, to crack open up a coconut or whatever. But money 
doesn't have any other use other than to use it in a store. And therefore, even if you need its space or you want to use the actual money, it's Muximatmas Gufa. Now, if a person either designated it, the bed, for money, but didn't put the money on it, or he put the money on it and didn't designate it, then it's not Muktzah. However, if he didn't designate it, but he had money on the bed during Ben Hashemashos, then the bed remains Muktzah for the rest of the Shabbos, even if a child removed the money, it remains Muktzah. We're a very interesting halacha. If you have a candle, you have a lamp, even if you lit a candle on it before Shabbos, but you didn't designate it, it's not muktzah. You have to designate it and light the candle in order for it to be muktzah. The Gemara's question is from Mukhni. Mukhni is a wheel from a wagon. We'll go into all the halachas, but the, the question from that sugya is that you see that if there's money in the wheel before Shabbos, during Benesh Moshes, and you remove the money, you could move the wagon. Why do we say that if the money was on the bed and you remove the money, you cannot move the bed? And the answer is because Mukhni goes according to Rib Shimon. And what we're talking about goes according, Rab goes according to Rabbi Yehuda. Now what is a Mukhni? Mukhni is a wheel that's attached to a wagon. If the wheel detaches from the wagon, then we view the wheel as an independent vessel, Kli, and it has no connection to the wagon. And therefore, if Tumah, let's say, goes under the wheel, it doesn't transfer to the wagon. If Tumah goes under the wagon, it doesn't transfer to the wheel. Although they're touching, but Tumah doesn't transfer from one Kli to another unless they're one. And since they're independent of each other, it doesn't transfer. Another halacha, if a wagon or any Kli is larger than 40 saw, it's not Mechabal Tumah. How do I measure this? According to Basilil, you measure if from the outside it can displace 40 saw of water. So when you do so, you put it, let's say, in a swimming pool to see if it can displace 40 saw of water, you cannot count the wheels as part of the 40 saw because the wheels, since they detach, are not part of the wagon. Another halacha is that if you have a tool on the wagon and it is mile, it creates a tent over, let's say, a basic forest over a caver. If there's a wheel there and the wheel is not part of the wagon, it cannot save that tool from Tumah. And if there's money, and that's the halacha that the Gemara brings as a question, if there's money in the wheel, because the wheel has a base keeble, it's a clean. If the money is still there, you're, and the wheel is not part of the wagon, you cannot move the wheel on Shabbos. But if the wheel is part of the wagon, you could move the wheel, because you're moving the wagon, and the wheel is bottled to the wagon. We see, as we mentioned before, that Rav goes according to Rabbi Yehuda. There's another Allah that Rav goes according to Rabbi Yehuda, which is actually Lekula. And that is, that if you have a lamp, Arab Shabbos, you're allowed to hang it on a tree. And we're not concerned that you might climb up the tree on Shabbos, because you know that this lamp is muktzah for the entire Shabbos. According to Rav, However, on Yantif, you're not allowed to hang it on a tree. Because a lamp is not Mokta, and we're concerned you're going to go up the tree to retrieve your lamp. Have a wonderful day.